Yeah. Good morning, Jesus. Thank you for the steamy Monday morning and the beautiful sunshine. And thank you for Monday. Thank you in advance for what you're going to do in us and through us today. Uh, thank you for all the men and women uh, leaders that are on the call now or will listen later. I just ask your Holy Spirit to visit them supernaturally right now and just kind of activate our spirits for what you want us to learn, um, to be encouraged, and to be equipped today. Thank you for Jake. Thank you for his leadership. Thank you for the calling that you have on his life. Um, and uh, just ask you to bless him and, and Emily and their baby and uh, that family unit. Just protect them and um, help equip Jake to be um, to be the leader that you want him to be. And uh, again, just ask your Holy Spirit to speak through him to us this morning. Amen. Thank you, Jake. Good morning. Amen. Thanks, Jerry. You have yes. Oh yeah, yeah. I can just get rolling. Seven seventeen clocks ticking. (laughs) Um, I I, it's so interesting as I was preparing for this morning. I really realized in the last week that God has given me a word during this time, and it's only taken me four months of quarantine to accept that God might have some things to say. So uh, I'm a, I'm a slow learner <laughs> for sure, but th- I'm just going to share a little bit of what I think God's put on my heart as a leader. I actually shared some of this with my leadership of about 42 young life leaders on Friday evening. And uh, the question I've been thinking a lot about is what does it look like to um, live with clarity when there is no certainty? Uh, what does it look like to live with clarity when there is no certainty? I mean, next week could look totally different. There's no certainty in what next week is going to look like. What does it look like to live with clarity? Um, I've become really convinced that there will be two types of people um, when we look back on this time of, of quarantine, I guess is what I'll keep calling it. Um, one group of people will... Um, drift and wonder what happened to them during these months of quarantine. Yeah. They'll say, who, who have I become? Yeah. What happened? Um, and not really be able to see anything. Yeah. And there will be a really distinct second group that will say, we have waited on the Lord and we clearly can see what God has done during this time. And maybe it takes a year or two years to see what that is. Um, but I, I don't, I, I see this time as, as a river hmm. and in a river, you're either it, like, I think if you're running after the Lord, like you're paddling upstream. So that if you're, if you're sitting in the stream, if you're neutral, you're going downstream just as much as someone who's swimming, you know, swimming with the current. Um, and so it's kind of looking around in, in God's word just to discern kind of what he wanted to say and ended up in Jeremiah 29. So I'll read a little bit um, from that. This is Jeremiah 29, starting at verse four, and we'll go through 11. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. So at this point, um, you know, both the northern and southern kingdoms have been carried into exile um, in Babylon. And um, Jeremiah was told by the Lord, hey, Kate, you're going to go and, and, and tell them like why they were, you know, why they were exiled. And a lot of it was because of their sin. Um, but this is, this is God speaking to his people as they are 
currently in exile. So this is what he says. Build gardens and settle down. Plant gardens. Or sorry, build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number here. Do not decrease. Also, seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. Yes, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. Do not let the prophets and the diviners among you deceive you. Do not listen to the dreams they encourage you, you encourage them to have. They are prophesying lies to you in my name. I have not sent them, declares the Lord. This is what the Lord says. When 70 years are complete, completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my gracious promise to you to bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Hmm. And as I read this, I was, I was really shocked by this idea that God is not slowed down by this pandemic. Hmm. this pandemic cannot disrupt God's plan. So if, if you really read the verses we just read, God is continuing a promise that he promised a long time ago. Back in you know, Genesis 15, he promises Abraham, like, I'm going to make your descendants more numerous than the stars, um, and you will be a blessing to all the nations. And he's saying in the midst of being exiled, which is an awful, like once in a lifetime experience, ex- somewhat like what we're going through in a pandemic, a once in a lifetime experience that really seems to disrupt everything. He, he tells them to continue to do what he told them from the beginning, which is to build houses and settle down and marry and multiply. He says, um, this is in verse six, increase in number there. Do not decrease. Hmm. So really the question he's asking them is, are you going to be a part of my plan? It's not stopping. It's not slowing down. God is able to stop a pandemic with, you know, the snap of his fingers. um, But, but he will not be stopped by it. Um, And and the good news for us as, um, as Christians is in John 15, when, when Jesus says that I am the vine and my father is the gardener, we are the branches. And so for, for unbelievers at the end of your life, if you don't pursue Christ, you will produce no fruit and you will be cut off. But for believers, Jesus says, you know, my father prunes those same branches so that they would bear fruit. So the purpose for us, like our sin has been paid for, but Right now, maybe there's an opportunity for God to prune some things in our lives so that we would bear more fruit than we normally do. Because the good news is that there is no more, um, there's no more cutting of condemnation for us. There is only pruning that we would bear more fruit. The question is, will we choose to be a part of it? Yeah. Um, so a question I've been, I've been asking my leaders during this time is who have you become since quarantine started? Do you see fruit of the world? Do you see impatience, um, you know, laziness, 
numbing yourself? Would you see the fruit of the world or do you see the fruit of the spirit? You are always producing some sort of fruit. What fruit do you see in your life? Um, and then for us as leaders, there's a, a quote that I really like. It says, the, the signs of outstanding leadership appear primarily among the followers. Are the followers reaching their potential? Mm-hmm. Um, so whatever fruit you are producing in your life, you will surely see it in the people that are following you. Um, there's a, there's a, a proverb, Proverbs 20, verse 4 says this, Sluggards do not plow in season, so at harvest time they look but find nothing. We don't have much certainty right now, but we are called to live with clarity. Um, so some encouragements I gave to my, to my leaders was try new things and learn from them. Make real followers that are producing good fruit. Um, and, and remember that you need grace to do all of these things. You know, it, it says that in Second Corinthians 12, it says that my power is made perfect in weakness when, when Paul brings his weakness to the Lord. So um, if we are doing that this morning, God promises to be powerful in our weakness. Um, and so my, my challenge to someone during this time would, would be this, and I'm, I'm directly stealing this from the Patrick Lencioni podcast, which I think is really good. Um, but, but he gave a podcast on this idea of planting your tree, plant your tree right now. Um, and he uses this Chinese proverb that says, <laughs> you know, the best time to plant a tree is 10 years ago. The right. second best time to plant a tree is now. Um, <laughs> And, and so his point is, you could say, oh, like it's July, it's really hot, I could plant a tree, what kind of tree, how's it going to go, blah, blah, blah. And maybe July is not a great time to plant a tree, because it's not a great time to plant anything. It's so hot out here. But you know what? If you plant a tree in four months, you will have a four-month-old tree. But if you wait around four months, you will still not have a tree. Like, you know, his point is like, Four months from today is four months ago. So what, what's your tree going to look like? Mm-hmm. Um, and so my challenge to leaders is, um, first of all, to look at the podcast that I stole this from. But I feel like it's really aligned with what God's word in Jeremiah 29. And I'll say it in the words of Patrick Lencioni, plant your friggin' tree. <laughs> what, what, what are some things that you just need to say, I'm going to be about these three things right now. And I know that in four months, I may say, Matt, well, those weren't the right things. But when you choose to plant your tree, you're going to say, well, at least I learned. I learned I wouldn't plant a tree in July every year, but I learned how to take care of it, give it extra water, do all the things that were necessary to make it grow. And you are going to learn through that process. So um, for, for you, as, as you're walking through a time where there's almost no certainty in anything what where can you live in clarity and, yeah. and and pick those areas and plant your friggin tree and <laughs> and in four months you might have an ugly tree but you will have learned some things you'll have some good stories and i, I believe really firmly that um, throughout the bible god is really kind 
to those who, to people who do things in humility and do them in faith. Um, you know, because in Luke 12, he says, it is, it is my um, joy to give you the kingdom. So if we are planting things in humility and saying, Lord, I, I think this is the way you want me to go. Mm-hmm. I, I feel really convinced that he's going to show up and, mm-hmm. and be faithful in that. So that's my challenge to us. Um, plant, plant some trees yeah. and be able to share some stories. Maybe in a week we can have some people send in some stuff to us and say, Hey, here's the, here's the tree I planted. Maybe you got to send in the Patrick Lanchoni because he asked the same question. So just unabashedly stealing all the good stuff. So that's good. That's all I got. Jerry. No, that's good. You know, it's, it's interesting. The first time you said plant the tree, I immediately thought my, you know, for myself and I'm sure other leaders that are listening are thinking, okay, what has, what is, what might have, the Lord called me to do that I've been just a little bit reluctant to, to do. And so the leaders, many of the leaders, uh, we've been trained to be strategic and, you know, count cost and, um, um, you know, quite candidly, Jake, be slow to pull the trigger. But what is the Holy Spirit speaking to you right now that there's something that God's called you to do, big or small, and you've just been reluctant to plant that tree. And you know, as I'm laughing, I'm thinking of your your younger Jake, but the the uh, Charlie Brown uh, Christmas specials with the Charlie Brown yeah Christmas, yeah yeah the Charlie Brown Christmas tree. Like I've planted a lot of trees that probably the Lord didn't call me to do, and it turned out to be look like the Charlie Brown Christmas tree. Yes, so yes. You'll, you'll know if the Lord right it blessed it or you know if you. Um, <laughs> if you took care of it or pruned it well. So, but, but the call to action to, um, to pray and ask the Holy Spirit for clarity on what trees we should be planting right now, Jake, I think that's a great, it's a great message for me this morning. So I appreciate yeah. I appreciate you. Um, that's good. Well, uh, you and I will talk at 10 about some trees that, uh, you and I've been talking about planting as well. So I'm looking forward to that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Will you pray us into, uh, into the rest of our Monday, please? Absolutely. Yeah. Lord Jesus, we know that um, these trees won't grow without you. And, and there's no reason to plant trees if we have nothing to hope in. Yeah. But we have visible hope in Christ, and, and it's in you that all things hold together. So we trust you, God, and we just want to plant some trees because you are faithful. So Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit would empower every person listening to this um, to plant some trees by your Spirit. Thank you, Father, that you're with us. We love you. Amen. Amen. Well done. Love you, Jake. Love you guys. Have a great day. Love you, Jerry. See ya. Yeah.